1: Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now here's your host, Sharon Kleina.
2: I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Power of Water. Water. I'm Sharon Kleiner. Many years ago, I was asked if I wanted to have my own radio show, and I said, yes, I'm going to call it the Power of Water and bring to the world a a mission with a message, Without water, there is no life on earth at all. And without water, there is no atmosphere of water to breathe. That is the reason for this show. This show worldwide is getting attention from individuals all over the world because we are in a crisis that we forgot about so in the 1900s. It wasn't in the 1800s. In the 1800s, they were studying it. You can go back to articles and look up in the 1800s water and research environment, your health and water, the influence of water on your body and the environment. In the 1900s, we became so smart, we left it behind. Now they expect to have it by 2040. It says on one of their stu- uh, researches we did, water, uh, look up water. Uh, crisis in the news. Look up that water crisis in the news and it says world faces insurmountable water crisis by 2040. That is not very long ago uh, far ahead. I was told many years ago that blindness is going to be out of control by 2030. Now that shows that the water is a crisis the air is going to be a crisis with the water vapor that we have in the air. Because water is the influence on your skin, your eyes. Did you know your eyes at the surface are 99% water? Did you know that at the surface of your life, that once you're born in that delivery room and you left that pocket of water of your mother's and you entered in the air you breathe, it's water. You're swimming in invisible water every day called water vapor. We ran into some real problems With our new modern inventions, indoor conditions are forced air heating and cooling inside of tight, insulated windows and walls. Therefore, came chemicals in the fabrics, in the paints. The indoor conditions are a dehydration pit, a death threat. Now, the word dehydration left our vocabulary in the 1900s, too. Because your body has to operate with water. It's up to 80% water. Now, your brain, I'm going to keep repeating this every show, and you'll understand why water is your reason why you're a sponge. And to fight those diseases and have, take better care of your health, water to drink up to 8 to 10 glasses a day are vital, and this is why. Why? The brain is 80 to 85% water. Your teeth are 8 to 10% water. Lungs are 75 to 80% water. Your heart is 75 to 80% water. Your liver is 70 to 75% water. Your bones are 20 to 25% water. Your skin, 70 to 75% water. Kidneys, 80 to 85% water. Blood, 50% water. Muscles, 70% water to 75. And your eyes at the surface are 99% water. Now, the rest of your body has the human skin organ to back it up, hold it, and help you. But it's supposed to be detoxifying. It's supposed to be kept flexible. So if, when, you, when you're drinking 8 to 10 glasses of water, you're able to use water as a, as a nature solvent. It can keep you moving. It can keep you like a sponge, keep you healthy. But without the water on the earth... Our rivers are diminishing down into getting smaller, and they say it's because of drought and climate change. Wait a minute. We have technology on the planet, and that technology was the first time water was moved around. That's what they call technology. They began to move the water in different places they need to move it, and and, and that water assisted the atmosphere to be healthier to influence the atmosphere. The water that is the technology, what happened to it since the 1900s? we got to think that out. It's vital. We need to sustain Earth's water for eternity. We need to be thinking every moment of the day with our elected officials. Now, when we had the individual from the Netherlands on, who headed their water sources, he said, well, Holland began their first government was water. Other countries of the world their first government body of elected officials were water. What happened? We're talking about all these other things, and we're not talking water. It's vital to the atmospheric water. It's vital to your dehydration because you're dehydrating too quickly from your body, your water that you're trying to retain. There are no two eyes alike. There are no two fingerprints alike. We're all individually different. It's the water. I always like to spell it, W-A-T-E-R, water. It's been here a long time. We're taking it too much for granted, and we're going to change that as a group, all of us. We're going to change it. Our listeners know we're going to change it, and we're going to make water a priority. It's good to this Planet, we want to be here forever, and we don't want to ever think back. It's like I always say at the end of the show, Earth is whispering. Don't take it all with you. Leave something behind for the generations of children to know you care. And that's what this show show is about. But look up different references. And there's one that's really exciting to look up. Look up one that was written in the 1800s, Water and the Fitness of the Environment. There's no end of them. And then when you start learning what we have left behind, you'll join the mission and we'll do it together. I have a new press release that was just out last week that's on PR web on the fact that water is going to be the weapon of the future during all warfare. Water. You put a p- people on a mountain in Iraq without water, they will die. We will learn the hard way that without the water, people have diseases. Everybody has to get serious about water. Today we have an exciting um, individual as a guest, and I've told you our guests from all over the world have been wonderful through the years. Renee Mullen Masters is author, and she has a topic called, You Are Smarter Than You Think. And I agree with her. I think we all need to start taking account of who we are, what we offer, and start digging into our inner self. It's kind of like being the uh, uh, Confucius of who you are. But we're going to listen to our sponsor first. As you know, I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research. We've been studying water. I've been studying water for 30 years now. But the research center that I founded has is, uh, is uh, been studying the atmosphere with water. And we were asked years ago by Ophthalmology Research if we would come up with an idea of a technology to supplement the eyes for dry eye because the eyes get too dry because of the atmosphere and when eye drops touch them, it causes a trauma. And we came up with Nature's Tears Eye Mist to supplement the eyes with just a mist. Like you brush your teeth and you have other technologies, this is a supplement of 100% tissue culture grade of water to be able to provide the water necessary to slow down the dehydration that causes vision impairment and can go to blindness in the eye. Well listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears I missed with just a mist, the supplement. And we'll be right back with Renee Mullen Masters.
0: Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN.
1: Listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now back to the program.
2: Renee, are you with us? I am with you. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. And you're not far from where I'm at. I'm in Grants Pass and you're an audience, she's in Ashland, Oregon, about forty five minutes from where I sit. I know. We're close. (laughs) We're close. We're in the same wavelength. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So before we start, you know, we're gonna be discussing a very exciting subject that I've studied because of the dehydration of the brain and the body's cycle. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved in uh, telling the audience, how you got involved in in researching. Uh, We are smarter than we think. (laughs) Well, you are smarter than you think. Well, what happened um,
3: all the way through school, uh, I had a schizophrenic kind of experience where one moment I was brilliant and the next moment I was absolutely stupid and my teachers all told my parents that I wasn't... Uh, college material, you know, and all this stuff. And I went through and I got a master's degree in speech pathology. And, <laughs> I and then I was doing research for another project and I ran into... Now, now before we go on, I hate to, I, uh, we That's radio okay. shows host interrupt okay. a lot as you That's know. That's all
2: right. Um, I stop people before they get too far. What is what is uh, What was your master's degree in? Speech pathology. And what is speech pathology? Mythology for people to understand out in the world. Um, speech pathology is where you help people
3: learn to speak more, you know, when they have speak error, speak, speaking Apparently. errors, and then also some children don't develop language because they have a language disability, and we would okay.
2: help them get their language Which back. It takes a mental m- m- rhythm from the brain to be able to put that speech together. yes. Yeah, okay. Okay, yes. there we go. I'm thank you. Okay.
3: <laughs> but, you know, the reason I did well in my program is that I later found up out it lined up with how my brain functions. So, mm-hmm. therefore, I did really well in speech pathology. But, um, when I was doing this research and I bumped into Dr. Howard Gardner's work accidentally, I couldn't believe it. I had one aha after another after another because he was describing exactly what had happened to me in school and why it had happened. And what he did is he discovered that there are brain talents. And he didn't call them brain talents. He called them learning style. Mm -hmm. But I call them brain talents. And what happens is that when the learning lines up with the brain talent, the information goes in almost automatically. And everybody mm-hmm. has had this experience when we accidentally do that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I got so excited by his research that I began talking to students that I was working with, and I would throw out ideas to them, and they would go and try it, and it would work. And Wonderful. So the program was really developed with students and myself.
2: How oh how exciting! Um, Now um, for yourself personally, you were able to become your own petri dish because you learned what you what you were learning for yourself. Absolutely, it was like the brain um, is uh, the brain is eighty to eighty five percent water. (laughs) and the rest of the body operating with this organism of, uh, uh, let's say, the organism of water. And water is is a living organism. That each person, and when they enter into that delivery room at birth, came from a pocket of water, having to deal with the air, the atmospheric, invisible water in the air, we all begin a different electrolytic ability to live because of the differences in our bodies are all different because of dehydration of the water. So what happens along the way is when a person's off off a little bit or on too much, they may go too fast in the brain, may go too slow, or just haven't figured out their own balances. And Renee, there's a word out there called algorithm. Mm-hmm. Before I, I, I really hadn't looked at your uh, folder yet enough, but I was talking to a woman today who was with a man who's a very famous scientist for years, Dr. Robert Wallace, a physicist. And he had written a book many years ago. He died at 104 a few years ago on the brain. And our functioning of the brain is so electrolytic depending upon the moment you were born, your influences, and how we begin our life. And our dry, everything about our pursuits, everything about our personalities are that a little different. And the brain's influence on that is you're right. You are right, Renee. And, you know, what's really interesting when you say that is that
3: when we're under the age of five before, you know, before we actually get exposed to school, we somehow automatically know our logarithm. We know who we are. We know how
2: to learn because well, we're moving on kind of like a rhythm. You just yeah, it, and, and that's we what get she it. and we I were talking about thousands of years ago. They think the word algorithm with the Internet is a new idea. No. No. They did it in tribes and churches and and warfare and all this. Way back in time, they used the word rhythm, and she was saying, uh, Roxanne Warehound was saying that, that uh, the reason she was, she was an Emmy writer, and she said the reason she was so good at writing is because she loved music. And she and I were saying when you learn, if you love music, then you become a nature to a rhythm that, uh, like you did with what you were doing. I don't know, do you like music? Yeah, I'm musically talented. Okay, so the music, see, you have a nature to be naturally, and, and this is an interesting today. I, I had to call her about something else, and I hadn't looked at the folder yet on what you and I are going to be talking about. All of a sudden, when I hung up with her and I'm looking at your, what you're doing, is exactly what she and I were talking about mm-hmm. on some other ish, other things we're doing. Uh, but back to the rhythm of your life to move you into the positive directions of how to take your time. Don't go in a hurry to figure out how you could live a life the way you were pursuing. Exactly. And you're doing that now with your book, yeah. that you are smarter than you think. People are smarter if they're willing to be patient with themselves. Well, the, the, what happens
3: is that for, you know, when we get exposed to school, and school is designed for two types of learners, ones that are linguistic and ones that are logical. Mm-hmm. And if you're like how I was, I felt like I was, I felt like I got in the wrong door or something because mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. And
2: I now, knew I, one, I had a... which one do you think you are? Are you linguingal? Oh, oh, I, I I, I <laughs> I mean, no, I'm do, spatial. Ling- are, do you, I, are you logical?
3: No. I mean, a little bit logical, but not big time. And and I'm mostly spatial and experiential, there and there we go. School doesn't Visionary accommodate though. that. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't accommodate that. I'm also, um, yeah, I, it I, it just isn't. It didn't get accommodated, so I abandoned it. I went okay. I got to get with this program,
2: and so I'm going to try and be every day. And uh, being a little bored with uh, what you didn't think you were receiving. Yeah. Well, I just got.
3: I was running as fast as I could in a race that I wasn't meant to run, and what happened is I ended up feeling stupid. And there was this little
2: voice inside. Can I ask you something? There, you think that was there anybody? And this is my my brother, Ron Cowan. Wrote some really interesting books, and he was a human behavior. I would almost say expert, but he would say, no, 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 we don't call anybody's an expert because there's so much to learn. But the thing is with human resources, uh, that do you think he believed that environmental conditioning is a very much of a influence on your life? Was there anybody in your family who said to Renee? I don't know how old you are. I'm 72, but in my family, whenever I wanted to do something, once in a while they said, oh no, no, don't do that, do this. In other words, whenever I'd have these ideas or pursue, oh, no, 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 that's not for you. And did you ever have anybody who tried to make you feel that what you were wanting to do wasn't quite what you wanted to do and convince you you didn't want to do that? Well, yeah, I'm sure they did because... And it made was you feel a, kind of stupid? Well, but I don't think it was just my family. I think it was school. Oh, too. I don't mean it was just the family. And then all of yeah. a sudden we get friends. And then we get this, but I will say something to you, Renee, about the schools. I will, I had said this years ago. I was very disturbed with the schools, with the way they were handling the students, because they, the, the, all of the underprivileged get more attention than the ones who were pursuing another direction too, maybe some other direction. Well, so the, therefore, there is a lot of people that are being ignored. That are big, And then other people that are getting so much attention that well, the they're ones not. That
1: are,
2: yeah, the ones
3: that are getting the attention are the ones that are doing well who are linguistic and logical.
0: Well, and the sometimes other guys
2: I, I, I noticed are years ago now, you know better than I, because this is, your, this is your project. This is your research and your book. You've done your research. But I noticed years ago they were so busy helping those who needed more help than helping those who did who see a lot of times when a quick learner is learning quick, they learn too quick. It yeah. just goes out, and they don't remember it all because they're yeah. learning too quick.
3: They're not so learning; they weren't getting any attention at all. They're memorizing, and see that exactly. And then they and that it. brings you know that's what that's right. really if you want to look at the bottom line of what's going on in school that's off is that we as a country, have abandoned our respect of learning. We do oh, not value learning. You
2: are right.
3: That word respect, yes. We don't yes. value it. We think that memorizing is good enough. And what's happening is our kids coming out of college today mm-hmm. feel like they have learned nothing.
2: They feel empty and and they are working at jobs below can their I, level of I potential. Can I back you up for something there? My brother got a master's degree at Horton. And, when he got, walked again. out of there. He said, you know, when I walk out of here, I have to go to work now. Because I just was a, in a college that he was at the top of his class, learning as much as he could in business and human resource. But he said, they tried to convince me they knew it all, and I know they didn't. Now I've got to go out and figure out what I have to learn. Well, and, and to me, I think I could be wrong. You're, you know so much because you've written in your research. But I've, with these kids, I think sometimes they think they know so much, and Ron wrote books about that too, but they know so much that they really are not willing to respect the fact you can never know enough. It's always a learning process. I'm in the, I'm in the field of technology study, research, what I do. We in research and scientists' fields and all we do, we never think we could ever learn enough because it's movements and there's so much to learn that could you live long enough? Well, and some think, of these kids, Renee, are graduating thinking they know it all. But that have you ever noticed
3: when you don't know something and you kind of like build yourself up so that you think you know it and, yeah. and, and, you know, it's kind of yeah. like the ego like gets that hold all of the it.
2: Time. Yeah. And what I happens... I expose to people like you that look, all the time. <laughs> if you they, look they, at they fake kids... They it that they know it, and then I get in trouble.
3: <laughs> right. But if you look at the kids coming out,
0: yeah. they
3: are going towards jobs there you that go. are below. I'm following you now. I'm following They're, you. They, and they can't compete with the older right. guys. They just can't do it. So it's it's like they're they
2: have a false uh, you are right pride about themselves. And you're right uh, about that. They they fake like they know it because they don't want you to think and lose confidence in them
3: exactly. that they don't. Exactly. you're right.
2: You're right. And That's but the, but the bottom line here, if if we could shift our
3: educational system so quick quickly, mm-hmm. if we could just start getting teachers and administrators to say, hey, I want learning to be important. In nursing, that's where my program really took off, is in Mm -hmm. nursing programs because they have never abandoned their respect of learning. Thank goodness. We have the best trained nurses in the world in this country because of that.
2: Oh, how interesting. I've been in the medical field for a long time, and you're the first person who ever said that in that direction. Um, That is something to consider because there's a lot of new young men even coming up to wanting to be nurses.
3: Yes, and what what happened is in the 80s, remember when, Or yeah, it was in the early, it was in the 80s and 90s when we had this um, shortage of nurses, and the nursing programs were losing 80% 80% of their students and administrators were, you know, threatening to close the the uh, program. I remember. I'd forgotten about the URI ride. Right. And so they brought me in, and we would teach these students how to learn, and all of mm-hmm. a sudden, they were saving 80% of the students. The only problem was they had spent their younger years not learning but memorizing. All of a sudden, the game got changed, and... Mm-hmm.
2: And as soon as they learned how to play the game and know how to learn, then they did okay. You know, you're saying something fascinating. Many, many years ago when I was studying behavior patterns and the molecule and water and so on, and I would say to the doctors, when you go to the patient's room, do you go look at the chart first or do you to go look at the patient? I mean, look at the patient first. Observe it. Take some time and put some space between that chart and look at the patient and and see where they're coming from look at their skin look at their eyes No, we always look at the chart first i said i think if i were you i would go i would go up to the patient first but and, the take, person- and, and, and listen to their tone listen to their watch their gestures look at their eyes look at the skin see their expressions and 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 that's just about where i came from with what you're saying is in the nursing um tree, and 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 the nursing profession they were the it, ones that the doctors started using to go know. do that for them. Mm-hmm. And,
3: and what was really interesting is that in nursing, what happened, it was those people that actually mm-hmm. were taking the time to look at the patient and got but information go. from looking. But when it came in the classroom, they couldn't pass the test. Right. Oh and my. so okay. what happened is that the You're Smarter Than You Think program was mm-hmm. the, the, the link it was the linkage that brought that experiential
2: stuff so that then they could use it to pass a test.
3: Right. Was... I'm going to
2: ask you a question real quickly. Uh, there is, many years ago, there was another thing that I was noticing with behavior patterns is we've lost good old-fashioned manners. And I looked back at good old-fashioned manners with the behavior of, of, of what I needed to study of dehydration and certain, you know, your health and so on and people's outlook on life and their behavior. Comes sometimes nature or it can be forced or it could just become from roots or what. And I know that when I started studying and thinking about good old-fashioned manners way back in time as they were taught to be aware of somebody else besides yourself. That's what manners are all about.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So that when you're living a life with yourself, but you're also living... Without, out there in the air, you're breathing to stay alive, but you're living with other, other things, whether mm-hmm. it be the tree, other people, other animal, whatever it may be. To be aware of, and manners teach you that. And today, they don't have the manners that they used to have. They're not taught in the home to be so polite to each other that you're well, so well-mannered. Mm-hmm. Do you think I'm right or wrong? I don't know. This is this is what I've
3: discovered for myself personally, and that is that I think um, you may think I'm crazy, but I feel like the piece that has been missing, um, that's related to that, is that we do not love ourselves. There we go. We expect everybody else to love us.
2: There we go. And do the job for us instead of we okay, should be we can, responsible can, for I ourselves. I think I can analyze that a little bit with behavior. In other words, we're so into what we need for ourselves and n- not comfortable in our own skin. They're wanting somebody else to to to, to give us the confidence that we are who we are right, rather than exactly. them getting the living in their own skin, right? Exactly. exactly.
3: And if okay. that's perfect. And it's like if okay. you are not okay over here, there's no way that you can be polite to the guy or even acknowledge the guy across from you because if you're so needy and that person isn't giving you what you think you need, you can't be polite.
2: And then you're because... not comfortable in your own skin, and how could you be polite to something other than being vulnerable to maybe always being, thinking that something is going to be more negative? I don't know.
3: But yeah. back
2: to your book, um, um, it well, it's is unbelievable. More than a, let me just say
3: doing. this. It's more than a book. It has an online training that goes with it. Okay. okay. So that a student or whoever wants to learn this material can get through mm-hmm. it in two hours, and, mm-hmm. um, and the book is there to supplement it. But that's what mm-hmm. makes this innovative and new, because we've taken
2: it to a new level. Mm-hmm should be taken out you should you and should every have. any cla- We've any got teacher a moment for our our sponsor for a minute i only okay. do it once during the show but it's almost like every baby who leaves the hospital they should have another brochure to go <laughs> with it yes <laughs> i mean i keep coming up with these renee when the baby leaves a brochure for this a brochure uh, for that because for that. the mother's yeah. going home yeah. and uh, and going home and for, and, uh, and and being so distracted with uh, being intimidated that she might not have the, be the perfect mother or father that they're forgetting some of these I call them more common sense things you call them maybe logic common yeah. sense uh-huh. <laughs> we're going to listen to our sponsor and we'll be right back with you Renee you're going to teach us some stuff here thank you um, you're special We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Did you know at the surface of your eyes is 99% water? Well, you're supplementing with food, you're supplementing with sleep, you're supplementing with hopefully you're breathing correctly because it's vital to your health, your breath, and then drinking 8 to 10 glasses of water, but also one of the new technologies is supplementing the eyes because your eyes have to have 100% natural moisture to be able to have good vision health. Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, 100% tissue culture-created water with just a mist. We'll be right back with Renee Mullen Masters.
1: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of Pure All Natural Water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you.
1: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program.
2: Renee, um, I wanted to ask you uh, more about the doctor at Harvard. Uh, uh, Dr. Um, Howard Gardner? Right. He was your mentor, influencer of what you we were doing there. And he had a book. He has a book out called "Frames of Mind." Yeah, he has. You know, several. the brain. The brain is uh, 80 to 85 percent water, and we've been studying for years. I was brought in by ophthalmology research years ago to study the eyes, dehydration effects. What's happening to vision impairment is because your water loss in the eye, and that changes the vision. Of course, because when the eyelid opens. Uh, that the, the eyes are exposed to the air and all of a sudden... And, and Renee, did you know there's no two eyes alike? And the eyes influence the brain. Hmm. And I'm wondering uh, with what you're doing and the studies of going on with brain neurology and more, that when we do, our eyes, there's no two eyes alike, like no two fingerprints, and the dehydration of our eyes and our skin and our bodies are out of control. We're dehydrating faster than ever in history. And I came up with technology reasons for possibly that happen is I think indoors is a pit of dehydration because of insulation um, and forced air, heating, cooling, and so on. And in the delivery room, babies are born today with the same thing all those challenges, that when they enter that delivery room, they're in the air we're living, and the air you're living in, Renee, is your greatest influence on Earth. You must drink eight to ten pure glasses of water a day to feed those multi-millions of cells in your body to keep up with what you're doing because of the dehydration effect that's happening to the body more than normal. But the brain uh, today, uh, no two brains alike, No, everybody's got a little a difference. Would have an influence on me t- that maybe uh, that each person, when they're born, and a lot of parents, when the baby is born, are maybe treating the baby like uh, another baby, or not really t- taking the individual as a person of individuality. And the influences of that individuality is maybe being influenced by all of us because the mother is not and the father treating it so individual. They're comparing it. And Whoa. Renee, the one thing I learned in studies that we as a society love to compare to things. We always, we have and we will. Um, but back to what you're doing is you are smarter than you think, but that's because you're uh, an individual. You have you, to be comfortable in your own skin of uh, life. You need to be um, more self-involved about how to take better care of your health, Be in tune to who your rhythm is and your health factors and add manners to it because then you're considering other people and other things to learn about your health also because you're living in the world out there with our planet. We live together on this whole planet as a relationship to the planet. And uh, I think what you're doing, Renee, is amazing. How long have you been doing this? Uh, over 25 years. 25 years. I discovered it probably 30 years
3: ago, and it's been, uh-huh. um, you know, it's, it's like gone through waves, and now I feel like it's time to, you know, to really um, hit it hard. And we've made it, we've, we did this online training to go with the book so that any right. teacher in any classroom anywhere uh, from junior high up they can They can um, decide to to say to their students okay we 're going to start learning in this classroom, and here 's a program that will show you how you 're supposed to learn based mm-hmm. on how your brain works and mm-hmm. we 're going to have a fabulous time in this classroom learning, not memorizing, but learning
2: learning and that 's
3: what i 'm looking for i 'm looking for teachers and Schools and administrators who want to make a difference by starting to teach their students how to learn. And did you ever in
2: in your courses there? I I, I know I brought this up earlier. uh, It's fascinating me to ask you this. Uh, Did you ever think about good old fashioned courses and manners? (laughs) 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 I, I mean, I'm serious. (laughs) <laughs> Many years ago, I got a hold of these girls in Mefford, and I knew them, and they went, loved to write. And I said, I've got a book for you to write. I don't have time to do it myself. I'm busy. But if you wrote a book for every teacher to learn manners, <laughs> and they didn't take me serious, and look what happened through the years. Yeah, I know. It, it goes well, both ways. It goes both ways, Renee. Those teachers have got it. I, I, I I'd say this in, in, in a large group, a speaking group, uh, those teachers have got to start dressing differently than the students. They've got to look like they're in the position. How would you like to go to your doctor and he walked in like he just left the fishing? He was fly fishing. Would you have confidence <laughs> in him? No. If you went in to get a loan or put your money in a bank, would you be comfortable that that person taking your money looks like they just got off of a boat spending a lot of money and maybe your money? You, know? you, you want confidence in people. Well, and the confidence all. is no different than the wardrobe, and we will go on like that forever it 's like going to the hospital. they have uniforms, they have dress code, they have respect to they gain
3: by, and nobody takes their education seriously nobody they don't nobody understands what they 're doing, and it 's like we 've
2: lost our way,
3: and we have
2: they have we all have uh I think a little bit, and you know better than I. But there's so much we're in the, We're we're communicated to death. Yeah. Do you know anybody who is very comfortable to be lazy? I mean, really <laughs> comfortable to be lazy and let a little space around him and be a little Confucius and still be a, be a very achiever and but find some time to have some space around you and not be a robot, not be looking at that. Sm- cell phone or that smartphone or whatever we want to call it, Pat, and, and, and take some time and listen to the trees and listen to the birds. How many people feel like, that that's something they want to do nowadays? They don't,
3: usually most people feel guilty if they take a minute for themselves to take a exactly. breath, breathe. Exactly. Exactly.
2: And so. you are on. The, you are on uh, another thing I would consider with your... Uh, and what I 'm thinking and winding into what you 're doing, but is uh, the younger the, get them when they're in more in preschool because those kids came from an environment of their peers at home or very or the parents or their neighborhood kids were very influential on them, and they need to be confident in their own skin that they are going to learn something that they like everybody has to should be wanting to learn something uh, that they like, too, not just do what somebody else wants them to learn, but what are they interested in learning also? Is there something that is important to them uh, in their life that that you could add that to kind of their individuality uh, that adds to it uh, with a young, young person? Because today, how many times have you been to the grocery store and here's this little toddler in a grocery cart with, a, with a, a, a a game thing in their hand and they don't even blink. The, the grocery cart could get in a wreck and they wouldn't know. <laughs> They're so into this, <laughs> keeping themselves entertained with this game in their hand.
3: Well, I, 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 I want to I say something that's probably heresy, but I'm going to say it anyway. Say it. Okay. One of the things that I have learned over my life is that we need to stop focusing on the problem, and we need to start focusing on solution. And I'll give you. Oh, a, you an, are! Oh God, that's a woman talking. <laughs> okay, I will give you an example. Mrs. Like Kennedy a woman. Shriver, who was the head of Special Olympics, she changed the culture in over a hundred uh, countries in less than ten years. By focusing on solutions. She never talked about how terribly they, she was, uh, people were treating people with intellectual disabilities. She never mentioned that stuff. And awful things were happening. But what she did is she focused on sport. She said, let's teach these people sport. And that's mm-hmm. what she focused on. And when the, mm-hmm. the athletes changed the way they were behaving, the cultures changed. Right. And that's right. where, that's what I'm that all thing. about is right. she's my mentor. She's the one, she I hold her up. I think she did. She's, she taught us a lesson that we need to listen to. Mm-hmm. And the lesson is we focus on solution. And for me, the solution, the only thing I can focus on, you're on water and I'm on education. Right. And what I want is I'm trying to stimulate people to start asking the question, do you know how to learn? And be and,
2: open-minded with it. And, and yeah, be open-minded and, and with it. And what I mean, by, uh, Renee, yeah. is when you go to ask a question, don't be worried about what they're going to say. No. And, and you can <laughs> play with it. You can have fun yeah. with it. But
3: it is, it's a question that nobody ever asks anybody. Right. Do you know how to learn? It's not even considered. And the solution to the problem that we have in education comes down to that one thing. I know it's simple, but good
2: solutions usually are. Well, and I like to call it, Renee, common sense. <laughs> yeah, it's common well, sense. look at our planet Earth. Now, I'm going to go I, back to my, I, my world for a minute. You take the planet Earth... Okay. And it began a beginning. It began something. And some sense began. And as it took its time, and its, and its, and its patience was, it was, it was exciting with Earth, and it took its time to form a plan, that it began to work with a rhythm as it went along. It just worked as it went with a lot of time and a plan. And, and it, it took a lot of time. And the Earth, as it did what it did, Oh, all of a sudden here came this life called water. And then the life of water began to build an, another a plan of for where we're at today. And so if you take a look at what Earth did, that's where Maria Schreiber came from and a lot of people come from, I come from, you're coming from, and a lot of people come from. As you look at, the, at the, uh, all that came about with time and patience, but, but Renee, it was all nature's common sense.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: And, and you know, we, we took the word nature, and it, I really was unhappy with what they did with it. They think you have to be nature uh, what? We go either extreme one way or the other. I believe, and I'll stand on the Marble mountains on this, I believe that, that the higher plan with nature was to be in the middle with an ecosystem bouncing back and forth, not one way or the other extreme. And common sense is how where we're at today with life. And yes we have all this modern technology. But what you're saying with your book and your your mission of life and your calling is that please listen to yourself and you'll hear a rhythm of something that will be your magic, your earth's whisper that you will be able to participate in many things that are important to you, but also reminding yourself that you're going to be part of the planet, doing it with others too, and enjoy your hobby, enjoy your work, enjoy your life as an exciting adventure. Absolutely. As you get up in the morning and put your feet on the ground, but I will say this forever, it depends upon your, you have to put your health first. Your health is so important to how you behave Absolutely. and how well-mannered you can be maybe because you, you've you got to drink that eight to ten glasses of water, which is your oxygen and your brain power. <laughs> and then you've got all these other things, of breathing. And I bring people on the show that are very well-known, how do you breathe? Well, Renee, if you've ever taken breathing lessons, you'll find out if you have. It's hard to breathe sometimes <laughs> when you're... Thinking, am I breathing right? (laughs) Yeah, and when (laughs) When you're you're scared, you hold your breath. and Stop breathing. Yeah. Yeah, and then exercise. Do you have how many people do you know over there in Ashland overdo their exercise? Moderate exercise, you get to live for a long time. Mm -hmm. Overdoing exercise is at the other extreme. And what you're saying to the world is stop and think about, but I also, you can uh, correct me. What you're trying to say. You are smarter than you think, but use common sense to figure that out. Don't try to make it such a robotic, technical, whatever.
3: Am I right Absolutely. or wrong? Absolutely. It's not about being right. It's about being appreciative. It's about yeah. honoring yourself and doing go. it from yeah. a place of knowing your goodness. And, um, and it's about... Uh, taking advantage of the gift that has been given to you. There is a gift that has been given to you. And we have walked away from it, not doing something wrong, but because that's what we have been exposed to. And there are thousands and thousands of people walking around this earth who have this nagging little voice inside of them that's saying, Hey, you're not very smart. You're stupid. Look at how you did in school. And what I'm here to say is don't listen to that voice. Right. Find out how you learn. Find out what your brain talents are. Right. Love yourself enough to know that about yourself and know what? that... Every and that's the
2: greatest freedom. You know, we talk about lack of freedoms because every day there's something else taken away that you're having to give up your privacy and all these things you're having to do to live on this planet with other people with lack of certain personal freedom. That is your greatest freedom you have from birth. It's just what you're saying.
3: Absolutely. That's your choice.
2: That's your greatest freedom of all life. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to tell you, I always think of it this when this I... To, uh, get into these conversations about uh, doing something special for yourself and don't feel guilty. I had a friend who headed the whole company of L'Oreal in the United States, Arnie Zimmerman, and he decided to have a motto, and you're going gonna to you're get a kick out of this. So he brought in all these people in New York, and they were going to have a motto uh, for L'Oreal. And uh, they couldn't come every night. They were there until midnight for, let's say, uh, a week or more. And uh, one night, this girl says, who was taking all the notes, she said, well, I, it was late at night, and he said, well, we'll break up, we'll come back tomorrow night. And the girl said, well, I'm going to go down, and I don't remember what she was buying, but she was going to buy something, but she said, I don't care, it's expensive, but I'm worth it. And he looked at her, and you know what L'Oreal says, you're worth it, I'm worth it. <laughs> and your life on this planet is such an amazing, precious embracement of miracles, you're worth it. Not if you're, not if you're greedy to think you're going to hurt another person to do what you need for yourself, but, but just the way you're saying it, that you're, you're you've got the freedom of your of your choices and being considerate of other people. But your adventure belongs to you. Mm-hmm. It's your it's your basis of living, mm-hmm. and your and your intelligence and what you want to learn is also your adventure of what you want to learn. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're smart, Renee. That was a very nice, a very brilliant direction to go, that you're going. And I really am proud of you to get to have you on the show. Uh, Thank you. Uh, well, now, some I, of the things you've run into, uh, what do you run into with some people to try to say, to convince them? It's almost like going to a self-improvement school to get them convinced that, please, be more, be more, uh, be, be more kinder to yourself. Don't think that you can't do what you think you want to do.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: How do you do that?
3: I don't know. I think that, you know, for me, um, I think it's really important that we start um, appreciating who we are. And I think that education and schools have routinely um, taught us to, to not honor who we are because they come at us with a discriminating message. You know, there's two-thirds of the population don't fit with how school goes and how it's run. And so there's two-thirds Do of you us think running around, around. this is kind of a global thing, too? Uh, it, it, with, it is. I talked to yeah. a lady who had gone to school in Canada, England, and South Africa, and she told mm-hmm. me the same thing has happened mm-hmm. in all mm-hmm. of those countries. And I think it is a global thing and mm-hmm. and it's time for there has to be a balance and it's time for the people who the two thirds were sitting back and letting the other guys run the country and oh, be the sure. loud mouths and the voices and i'm saying no it's time for us to come and stand with those people, shoulder to shoulder, so that we can have some balance in what's going on here. Back to the ecosystem of our balance, right? E- yeah, it's a, it's like we're totally. If you look, you know, you're talking about not having enough water. The truth is, we're just so out of balance, right? We're 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 just off, and the reason we're you know, and we're off. And you school. think it's our
2: priorities that
3: are off? We're, our priorities. I mean. I think it starts with, it starts, I mean, this is funny, I'm always at bottom line because I'm spatial, but um, I think that when we're little kids under the age of five, we are so connected to our true selves, we are in balance, even if we live in a terrible environment. Mm-hmm. We are still connected to our true selves. That's why little kids are so cute and loving, because they're connected to something. But mm-hmm. once they get
2: into school, all of that is abandoned. Mm-hmm. They've lost their identity. They lose it because... We only have a minute left, so I would like you to tell the world what you want, how they're going to find your website and, um, and, and be part of what you're doing.
3: Okay, great.
2: My website
3: is youaresmarterthanyouthink.com, and I want you to know there's two free downloads. One is walking this world not knowing your brain talents is disastrous, and the second one is if you're sending your child to college, there are some mistakes as a parent you do not want to make. Those are two free downloads. Um, i have a I have a book and an online training. You can see the the trailer of the online training mm-hmm. and i 'm looking for teachers, administrators, parents, students, anybody okay. that wants to join me in this
2: crusade of bringing learning back to our educational system. Wonderful. Well, thank you for being on today. I enjoyed every minute of it, Renee. Thank you so much for having And if you're ever coming over to Grants Pass, you give me a call. Okay, I sure will. Okay, you have a very special summer, and you be well. All right, you too. Thank you for everything you're doing. All right. Bye. 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 Well, I always say, wow, when we've learned so much, and it's true. Renee Mullen Masters has authored, uh, You Are Smarter Than You Think, and I agree with that worldwide. We need to become comfortable in our skin and not take advantage of another human being to do it. To be at adventure is your life. And it's your, it's your, what you want for you. But also be considerate of other people around you at all times. Uh, because that makes you comfortable. You know where everybody's coming from and you know where you're at. And education is vital, but you need to do, you need to pursue that with what, how you personally can pursue it. And that's what I think she meant. I know that with water on earth, we know that we are on a mission, all of us. That water is the first of our all priorities. Without the water, there is no breath of life with the atmosphere. We need to understand our dehydration to be well of each body. It's so different. So that's what this show is about. And we also have a mind. And that's what Renee was teaching us today, how to think and our freedoms. I want to thank you for listening. You are very special out there. And I thank you and I hope you spread the word for people to come in and listen. I want you to embrace your life every special moment, and somebody else's though too. But as I have said, Earth whispers, don't say goodbye, don't take it all with you, leave something behind for generations of children to come to know you care. I want to thank you so much. You have a very special day, and you be well.